Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I'm so glad to have Chris Baden on the show. Now, I've had some interesting guests since November of 2019 that I met through them coming on to to be a guest that there's like instant synergy. I know they're going to be an amazing guest. And Chris is one of those people. Now, Chris is typically thinking about building three things at any given moment. Uh, he has a lifelong marriage, world-impacting family, and a multi and multi-million dollar businesses. Um, the last three businesses Chris has started has done over one million dollars each per year in revenue. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to have him on the show because he knows how to build a business from scratch. And in the last 10 years of being self-employed and employing others, he attributes purpose-driven prospecting as his key skill to solve problems and add value to others. And so that's one of the reasons why we're having Chris on the show today, because I want him to talk about that purpose-driven prospecting, that conviction selling. And can you tell I'm excited? Chris, I'm so excited to have you on the show. So welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you so much, Kim. I always enjoy talking with you. So, Chris, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, tell us a little bit of your story, um, where you've come from, and where you're heading to. Yes. Well, uh, I was I was faced with a, a challenge. Um, I had to figure out how to survive in life, <laughs> and so I, I, I this is my logic. This is how it went in my head. I was like, hmm, how much money do I want to make? That's where I started. I was like, well. $100,000 sounds like a lot of money and a good idea. And this is over a decade ago. And so I and I just started finding different ways to make $100,000 in a year. And I found 10. And then I narrowed it down to about two. And I found the one that I felt, you know, fit me the best and I had the best shot. So I went for it. It was actually in the payment technology industry. So credit card processing. So you go to a restaurant, you pay for your burger, your taco, your whatever, your meal, you give them a credit card. I was the guy that went into businesses, you know, befriended, the, the owner, uh, ideally, <laughs> and then <laughs> said, hey, let's talk about rates and all the hardware and, and contracts and agreements, all the stuff that went in with that. I was, I was 20 nothing. I knew nothing. And it was commission only. I felt like I was going to vomit every single day for the first eight months of that job. And it taught me uh, some life lessons that shifted the very direction of, of my life. And there's one in particular that I can share with you. Would you like to hear this story? Sure. I'd love to. In my second month, 
right? And and in my life, I, I've played sports my whole life growing up. I've been in martial arts. You know, it's I've I'm used to this very performance driven um, environment. And so I, so naturally, I guess I find myself in commission only B2B sales, uh, you know, among my first jobs. And then the second month I'm working 60, 70 plus hours a week for the entire month. Right. And guess how much I made? Not a lot. (laughs) $800. Yep. 800 bucks. And now I watched over 40 people come and go and I get it. They quit, and the way I'm wired, like, quit's not in my blood. I, I hate, don't get me wrong, I hated it like everyone else, but I'm like, I'm not leaving this stupid plate. You, I'm not letting anybody fire me until I figure this crap out because now I'm pissed. And but so I. I'm probably happy with you because you, you made that $800 because you were uh, better than probably 90% of the people who came in. Maybe so. There's some truth to that, and there's also some people that were doing well. And, uh, it, it was a challenging, a very tense environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize there were other jobs that probably would have been a way better path. <laughs> I didn't know any better. Right. But I find myself in this, in this place. And, and, you know, I think part of the hook is the hook that gets a lot of us entrepreneurs. I was building a portfolio. And so, you know, the idea was I would sign up these businesses and then they would be processing and I get a really, really, really small percentage of the transaction of all the transactions. And I'd build up this monthly residual. Mm-hmm. So it was a cool idea, but man, it hurt. And in the second month, here's what I learned. I learned that I don't get paid to work. I get paid to sure. produce results. Very true. And getting results is not the prospect's problem. It's my problem. And so some people will call it commission breath. Oh, he just wants to sell something. I, and so at that point, there was something that shifted inside of me. I said, everything in my power, I will never make another human being feel like they need to buy something from me. Hmm. Because it's not, they don't need to buy this because I, I haven't found a way to provide for my family and I need to feed them. That's not their problem. That's my problem. Yeah. And so the way that I started approaching that is, well, number one is volume. I just need more activity. I need, you know, it's like the KPI conversation. I need a lot more activity and conversations that I need to start. And this kind of starts to leak into purpose-driven prospecting. And as I increase activity, I also learned that how do I get them results? Well, the three things that I focus on the most are listening, practicing empathy, and creatively solving problems. Those three things are the things that anyone I'm, I'm focused with and talking to and building relationship with, I'm focused on listening to them, practicing empathy, trying to feel like what it's like to be them and where they're actually at. Can you actually, if, if you were in their shoes, could you actually create a better result and why or why not? And if you can't, get out. Go refer them to someone that actually is going to get the job done. So there's kind of like this, I'm, I'm trying to make this as a, a, a soft as I can, <laughs> but there's this, there's this kind of this other like grit side of me that's like, most people can't handle that, that talk. It's just very, very direct. And, and so creatively solving problems. These are the three things that I, I focused on and, it, and I started to generate everyone I talked to. I saved them either time and or money, both are one of them. And, and if I couldn't create that type of desirable result, I would, I would say I can't. And here's why they would end up respecting that, send me more people. And then I'd be off to those people or the next people. And it, it shifted, it shifted the whole direction of my life. And here's how I ended up staying first. Exactly. And I was there for, I was there for three, for three years. 
it took me about eight months to figure out how to finally run a pipeline. And, you know, I haven't been there in seven years now. And guess what? I still have a portfolio of businesses that I get a monthly residual that pays me to, to this day. That's sweet. So there is this, now you had to like get to a certain point and then you're actually vested. You actually get some ownership of that, that residual. Um, so it, it eventually uh, went that, you know, to, I got there is my point. And that was kind of the, the beginning breeding ground of learning how to look people in the eye, build real relationships in local chamber of commerce and BNI and other local networking groups uh, that were paid, not free. I learned very quickly that the free ones don't work, don't work out really well. And so th- th- this all led me to starting multiple businesses. Cause the main reason I did this was so that I had an excuse to go make friends with business owners and I got to see their financials cause it's credit card processing. So I wanted to figure out, well, what business am I going to start? Mm-hmm. You know, I saw myself building my own company or, and or companies. And now, you know, I've, I've built three different seven figure companies in three different industries. And the reason that you can take Chris and you can go put him in any industry is I understand how to solve problems. I understand how to listen and practice empathy. And I, I understand how to start building relationship and what I like to call transaction mm-hmm. velocity. Yeah. And so I know how to get one, one transaction, good transaction done where two parties come together and they leave and they're both in a better spot because they did the transaction. Something that I, if someone hears me say one thing today, Kim, I hope that they hear me say to accomplish something greater than yourself, mm-hmm. it takes more than yourself. True. There's, there's a character of great wisdom that goes by the name of Winnie the Pooh. And uh, I mean, I like I, Yoda's great, you know, do or do not, there is no try. But Winnie the Pooh, just to pull from some of these, these wise characters. Um, oh, no, I, oh uh, don't, uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And it's not that an exact quote, but there's some Winnie the Pooh quote that's along the line of asking for hope. And I love the way John Maxwell says it, that hits me so hard in my gut. And I hope some other, uh, you know, solopreneurs and, and other entrepreneurs that are in the process of building their team hear this, because I need to remind myself of this every day. John Maxwell says, you can ask for help, or you can give up on your vision. And the thing with most entrepreneurs is we get frustrated because we can't run as fast as we need and we want to run. What we see in our head, not everyone sees and we just can't get there. And then we start to sprint and then we get tired and gassed out. And, and it's like, and then we start to lose hope and we get doubtful and frustrated and discouraged. And then we finally crash <laughs> and then we're back and then we're full of fire. And then we take on everything again. We just repeat the cycle and it's really frustrating. And, like- and then. <laughs> the wor- Have you felt some of this before, Kim? Oh, yeah. I really liked what you were saying there. And there was a couple of things that really struck out to me. First of all, you were willing to pay your dues, mm-hmm. right? Most entrepreneurs want that quick, get-rich-quick scheme. There is none, right? It's called paying your dues and doing what you need to do to learn how to be an entrepreneur. But then what you did was is you realized that it's centered around relationships. True authentic relationships where both parties come out winning. And I love how you say that. And, you know, it's funny. One of my favorite books is by Dr. Seuss. Hmm. And it's just a book about, you know, you can go anywhere that you want to go. You've got shoes on your feet, right? But uh, sometimes these kids' books have such incredible nuggets of 
wisdom. So I never discount it. And I love Dr. Seuss. <laughs> but, but you and I both are, are read kid books quite a bit. So I've got three kids under the age of five and there's, I've read a lot more probably ever in my life <laughs> in the last few. Yeah. So I, I, Dr. Seuss is great. Yeah. We've enjoyed this as well. My kids yeah. particularly liked hop on pop. Um, there's mm, one spot yep. in the book and the kids knew it off by heart. I mean, they're grown now, but they even still remember it to this day. And, um, they, and they knew when the page was coming. And so we, I'd be reading and flipping the pages and they go, mommy, mommy, wait, 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 wait. Cause they knew the page was coming. So then I'd flip a page and they'd go, no, stop. Don't hop on pop. <laughs> they wanted to be ready. They wanted to be ready. I love it. <laughs> So you were saying, because I kind of interrupted you there. <laughs> oh, yeah. No no worries. Yes. No, I was getting lost in Dr. Seuss. Um, I, I Let's see. I was talking about, help me here. I was talking about John Maxwell mm-hmm. asking for asking for help, giving up on your... Oh, cycles, I think is one point that I wanted to land and, and share with everyone. Um, if you're noticing yourself uh, falling into these same cycles... Um, it's a great indication to listen to John Maxwell or Winnie the Pooh um, and, and ask for help. And the question is how, well, Chris, I don't have money to pay somebody. I don't, there's, there's always an answer. Mm -hmm. There's always a way. Uh, For example, in starting our first software company, um, we ended up paying over $750,000 in development in about a year and a half period. Mm -hmm. Um, and just just to be completely transparent, I'm not a liquid millionaire. <laughs> so so yeah, I mean, I I my my wife says at home, we have three kids, like we're we have shelter, we're able to eat, we have two cars. Um, w- one of them is a minivan. Um, it's a Sienna V6. Uh, handles like a dream. Any minivan haters, like just go stuff it. <laughs> we, it's a great car. Minivan. It's a great mini. I don't know. I'm just, I, I like to have fun with it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I don't fun. have little kids anymore, but it's an amazing business tool because not that I've done it in a year and a half now, but I used to do a lot of events and the minivan was perfect. Yeah. You could fit everything for an event yeah. in the back of your van. And yeah. Uh, yeah so, you know, minivans <laughs> are my preferred vehicle. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I, I love to I love to joke about minivans. <laughs> uh, um, so you know th- that's that's where I'm at. Um, and uh, we, yes, we I, I like to invest and build businesses and 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 go that route. And so what we did, and we're building a software company. My point is, I creating something out of nothing is in a, a very challenge. It's a challenge that I face very often. Mm-hmm. And what we ended up structuring the deal where we didn't come out of pocket up front. And so I give you kind of this contrast of we ended up paying, you know, over a quarter million dollars in about a year and a half period, which is a lot of money. But, but I did that out of sales. Yes. Right. And so we did a hundred thousand in sales our first hour. We did just under a quarter million our first month uh, with that software company. We ended up selling in the, uh, late 2019. And then we, uh, you know, we, we passed the million mark in about 10 months and all of that was fun. It was exciting. It was cool. I knew nothing about software. So hopefully somebody hears that if you don't, you know, you're not the expert yet. That doesn't mean you can't succeed. Um, you know, but I was willing, I showed up, I listened, I practiced empathy. I creatively solved problems. Yes. For customers. 
Yes, for my partners. Yes, for my, my product and project manager. Yes, for developers. Yes, for our you know, support team is in three different countries. Yes, for our affiliates. Yet, listen, we leaders and entrepreneurs have to sell everybody. Why are we all doing this? You know, we, we need that answer and, and it's that connection. It's that to, a, and I wouldn't even do a fraction of that, a fraction of that by myself. There's no way, right? So to accomplish something greater than yourself, it takes more than yourself and it starts with asking for help. Well, you know, I hit about 2017, 2018 and I, I could no longer do it all because I was doing most of the work on the book projects. I was doing all of the selling. You know, I was starting to develop a team, but then, you know, it was all the back and forth with the team. And I mean, I was burning out fast. And uh, that's when I decided that, you know, I needed help. I, I couldn't do it alone. And to be honest, there was things I really hated doing. So those were the ones that always <laughs> off, right? The yes. stuff I wasn't all that great at was the stuff that got procrastinated on. So that's a little hint and tip for you guys. If you're pro- really procrastinating on something, you probably hate doing it to begin yes. with. Yes, yes. You really hate doing it. You're probably not that great at it. So, you know, somebody explained it to me this way. Let's say that you have a capacity to make 50 or $75 in an hour doing what you love to do, right? Uh, let's say that you're, you know, you're amazing at sales, growing business, developing the relationships, all this. But let's say that you're really not good at managing staff or even just some of the smaller things, maybe, you know, posting on social media regularly or, you know, getting your accounting done, whatever it is that you're constantly procrastinating at. If you can make, let's say, $75 an hour, but you can hire someone for, say, $25, $30 an hour, and you can make $75, you're still making $40 an hour by paying someone else to do what you hate to do while you make the $75 an hour. And you got all of your time back. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's wonderful. Like right now I'm recording this podcast with you. It's part of, you know, the growth strategy for my business, but I just love doing the podcast. But in the background, you know, my best friend, Juanita, she's the co-host of this show. So we do episodes together. Uh, She runs all of the freelancers. She runs all of the projects. She keeps everything on track. She keeps me on track half of the time. Uh, (laughs) But in the background, she's running all these book projects for me. Now, I'm involved in the book projects, I'm involved with the clients, but I'm not running everything, I'm not doing everything, I just have now, I have certain jobs, so I get to do the fun part, I get to interview all the clients. Everybody else takes it in the background, does all the work, presents stuff to me, I present it to the clients. That's the fun part for me, right? But now I have that, I don't have that stress, I'm not thinking about, oh, you know, I didn't get this off to this freelancer, or, or did we get this transcribed, or, or what chapter are we on, or, or did I, did I, um, did I forget to book a call with the client? That's all done now. I just show up for the calls. <laughs> so so much better. Yeah, it is. And it has, I'm not working in my business, I'm working on my business. It's, it's so powerful. A big, a big part of really parenting, uh, but also uh, running a business is energy management. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, you do these certain tasks over and over, they destroy your soul. You do these other ones, you light up. Now, if you don't like all aspects of business, then you shouldn't be in business. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but to think that you're going to love every part of business is highly unlikely. 
Um, and so there's going to be certain things that are still work, but they, your, your energy levels uh, are different. Right. And that's what you're That's what I hear you describing Kim. And so I think just someone hearing that, Hey, you have permission to not like something and procrastinate on something. And it doesn't mean that you don't value it. It just means that it, it doesn't flow through you the right way. Uh, and, and knowing that there's somebody else that gets just, just as excited about that thing. I, that was a huge learning curve for me. So, uh, an insurance agency that I ran, uh, again, lots, of, lots happened in the last decade. <laughs> um, it had a small team of five. And I remember I had the hardest time hiring people because like personally, internally, cause I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, like the amount that I was going to pay the salary, 50, 50 grand a year or less. And the odds are I was I was never going to be able to pay them more, but I'm used to you know, sales and commission and you're, you're, you, there's always that earning potential. But what I learned in the interviews, it taught me so much. I was, and I had to ask them because I didn't believe them. I was like, okay, well, and this is the amount they're like, oh, that sounds great. And it's just going to be this. We need these tasks done and it'll probably always stay here. And they're like, yeah, I know that's, that's fine. I was like, but, but really? <laughs> <laughs> and I, so I started to realize it's like, oh, there's a lot of, in fact, most people don't think the way I think. No. And then I started to, I didn't. Yes. And, and it's not even, it's not good, bad, right or wrong. It's just, it's just different. We're all wired different. And, and I was like, Oh, like some people, there's a plenty of people, even my family look at me. I'm like, Oh man, I'm so glad I'm not wired like Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Cause you know, I just, I'm, I'm a little bit more like type a, a little more intense and it is, it is really tiring, exhausting a lot of times. Um, it's just the reality of it, but I wouldn't have it any other way. It's how I'm wired. I, I love it. You know, I also hate it, but I love it. Um, I, anyway, hopefully this is freeing and, and, and helpful, you know, for others. Cause you'll, you'll start to build these relationships and you'll start to, um, you know, work together and, and it'll be this, you know, not always, uh, harmonious, but you know, when it's done right and you have the right people in the right spots, it's like, Whoa, like I could not, I, I, like, I'll never go back, you know, to the other, the other option of doing this alone. So Chris, we are at 22 minutes. We haven't even hit your training section yet. You've provided so much value and we haven't talked about your book. So what I want to do is, are you willing to come back for part two and we'll, we'll dive deep into the training that you have prepared? That sounds like fun, Kim. Okay. So, so what I want you to end with, because we talked about this in your pre-interview and I'm sure it'll kind of fr- start to frame things for part two, which we will book and record another day. Um, you told me something that I found really interesting and that's the fact that your three and four-year-olds make money. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, w- which part do you want me to elaborate here with my my four and three year old? Well, maybe just talk about it a little bit, and I'm sure that will be a good segment to end with, and then we'll transition into your training section on part two. Perfect. Uh, so, a couple things. One, there's a certain thought process that I really wanted, that I really want. Uh, still present tense, <laughs> still still building this and uh, working on this with my kids. And now now I have a baby girl, seven months old. So you know she'll a couple more years she'll have her own business. But for my four and three year old, I wanted them to feel the thought process of being a contributor, of of being a creator, like creating and solving problems, and understanding how that works and how you know how they fit in in the world. 
And the, the second piece that I, in sharing a little bit of this that I hope people hear is the sales and marketing skills. I believe sales is the number one life skill. Mm-hmm. But Chris, I'm a doctor. Well, great. This will, this will up your bedside manner like no other. <laughs> well, I'm a lawyer. Well, you need to be persuasive. Um, right. That's part, part of the, that's why you're being hired. Um, a part of why you're being hired. And then obviously if you're an entrepreneur, but if you're an author, if you're a spe- like every, everything is sale, Kim, in every conversation we have, whether it's deciding where we're going to go for dinner, ideas are being bought and sold. Yes. And so it, it's really this exercise and the skill of being aware of yourself and being aware and considerate of others mm-hmm. and, and creatively creating solutions where everyone's winning. That's how I view it. And so these principles that I focus on that build seven, eight figure businesses now and, and hopefully nine figures and figuring I'm working to solve that problem. But um, in, in, as my brain and skills continue to grow, they're so simple. Mm-hmm that they can be read in a Dr. Seuss book. And they're so simple that even my four and three-year-old can implement them and be making $30 per month, working one afternoon a month. And while we've tied two different- I'm really curious about this. (laughs) So this is their second business, believe it or not. And uh, their their second one is called Feel Good Pizza. (laughs) So the Baden Boys- uh, you know, they, they go and deliver some feel good pizza and the way, the way they do this is we, we started making our own pizza, um, just, you know, really quality dough, So it sits in your body, feels good kind of thing. And then we ended up dumping a bunch of vegetables on the pizza. This is my hack to get myself to eat more vegetables. And so, uh, we would make different types of feel good pizza. And the reason it's feel good is because you can eat as much of it as you want and you still feel good. <laughs> and Um, so we enjoyed this as a family and we're like, huh, like what if, you know, my son was kind of done with his last business. And so he wanted to do this one. And I was like, uh, yeah, well, you know, other people get hungry. And so we could solve that problem for him. And so, um, part of the, the short version of the story is my, my son comes bursting into my room uh, one day, my office. And he's like, dad, I was like, is everything okay? What's happening? He's like, I want to get a toy. And I, the relief sets in and I'm like, Oh, this is it's hilarious. Okay. Uh, that's great. And he's like, can we get one now? I said, absolutely. But you need money. And he's like, well, how do I get money? And I said, well, you solve problems for other people and then they give you money. And he said, okay, well, how do I solve problems for other people? He actually, my th- he was three at the time. He asked me that and I was like, well, crap, I don't know how a three-year-old solves problems <laughs> for other people. Um, you got me, but I, anyway, you know me, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I thought about it for the rest of the day and I was like, I got it. And so we, we started figuring out how to, I wasn't going to go the lemonade stand route. It's like, come on, it's sparse traffic, 25 cents. That's that business model doesn't make sense. This kid wants to buy a $9 toy. He needs to, he needs to make at least 13 bucks. So after taxes and everything, he can pay for the thing and he'll have a dollar for the checking jar, a dollar for the savings jar and a dollar for the giving jar. And so he needs to know how to manage the money as well. Like when he gets what he gets. And so we got to make more than what it costs. And so we go through this process and um, he starts making the dough and I have video of all this, of course, they're making the dough and they're making the pizza. They wash their hands and uh, we clean the, you know, sterilize the, the, the counter and everything. So it's all clean. So then they wrap it up and they they have their little cooking instructions and they, they go and deliver these pizzas. And so they make pizzas once a month and they, uh, deli- it's about 10 bucks a household. And we have three households currently. Nice. 
Nice. Yep. Yep. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. And I am looking forward to part two, where we're going to dive deeper into your training that you've got prepared for us. And we're going to talk about your book because we didn't even get a chance to mention that yet. So this has been Chris Baden and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.